Hail and well met, listeners. I'm your Dungeon Master, Nick, broadcasting live from the Underdark. We've brought several brave souls down here under completely normal circumstances to compete for the right to see the sun again. <laughs> Ugh, get that mic out of my face. I'm fighting a mushroom right now. I'm Declan fucking Quinn. To be honest, we don't know how many are going to make it. So a tune right in every other week for Mirth, Sin, and Fire Season 1 against the Underdark. In our last episode, the Durgar Captain of the Guard, Golglak, was on the verge of having Eric arrested in order to claim Eric's cursed sword vengeance as his own. With the entire group under the aim of a cadre of crossbows, Eric responded, as he often does, with fiery violence. Though Eric's burning hand spell slays half the foes and Golglak in a moment, the Durgar crossbows open fire on the group. Derendil, the cursed elven prince in the body of the Quagoth, leaps into the path of the bolts, saving the group from damage but descending into blind animal rage and pain. As Declan takes cover under slain foes and Brittany requests another representative, Eric lays into the crossbows of the fireball ending the fight. Under another, more heavily armed and escorted representative, the group is permitted into the city on the promise of good behavior. Grecklestug has a problem, and if our heroes will help to hunt down a terrorist Durgar wearing a hat with two tails, the deaths of the guardsmen will be forgiven. The group of SKPs are given a badge of authority to pursue their prey, and the hunt is on. She's going to nod to one of the spider riders, who's going to kind of lurch forward on his gigantic thing, and he's going to offer you a badge. Oh, they're being deputized. I should, I should enter cities like this more often. <laughs> Just hit up all the gates until we get a corrupt guard. <laughs> I told you, you're the least of my problems right now. That should tell you about the scale of what we're facing. I'm, I'm getting that. I've got an unruly red dragon on my hands. I've got a terrorist threatened to overthrow. The king's been out of communication for who knows how long. I haven't been able to keep track. Everybody seems to be going mad. Oh, how, how big is this uh, red dragon you're talking about? Yeah. We're talking horse? Horse-sized? Elephant-sized? I'm talking obese monstrosity. You'll see him wandering around if you ever get near the Forge District, which I don't recommend. Oh, boy. This badge will at least allow you to get out of the Dark Lake District where most travelers are usually restricted to in your pursuit, but... It can't promise you safety. No, that's my job. Confidence is slightly reassuring. I can only hope that you're as smart as you are capable. Me too. The symbol you're given is a round medallion made of stone with a black skull etched into it. Yeah, um, It refers to her name. She is Captain Black Skull. <laughs> it's like Pirate Captain. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Black Skull. I appreciate the show of confidence, and we'll see what we can do about your terrorists. Of course. But like I said, that badge can't promise you safety. If you continue to get yourselves in trouble, consider yourselves slaves or dead. Every Dwergar around here is enforcement. You will not escape our justice. I, I wouldn't think of it. I never get in trouble. 
She's gonna look really hard at you. I'm going to do my best. At this, you guys are escorted into the Dark Lake District by this group of guards, without any kind of further roughhousing. Captain Blackskull and her personal guard break off and head towards the lake. There seems to be a large tower carved out of a stalagmite. That is their headquarters. <sighs> but from here, it's up to you where you want to go in the city. You are now minus Buffy Doe and Topsy and Turvy. Darendil has calmed down as he's coming back around to his prissy self. He's kind of like combing through his fur. How did I? What? I give him a healing what? potion. He'll immediately just quaff it all let out a hearty little belch before handing you back the glass bottle. So we're looking for... Uh, let's get someplace nice and private, get a room, someplace we can... So Eric can break down a little bit and go, okay, I have no idea how to do any of this. I did my entire party piece in the gatehouse. <laughs> I don't know how to find people. I certainly... I The only way I know how to get... I can light people on fire and hope they tell me, Eric. you know, what I want to know before it gets to the top, Eric. but... Eric, it's okay. We don't have to find him. We have to make him come to us. Okay. I'm very good at attracting people. Th that's fair. He's a terrorist. What are his motives? Say he's an extremist. We need to set up a situation where he'd be interested. Comes by. We have people on the lookout. Once he's there, we lock it down. I can be the bait. Y'all need to be the cage. It's better than my plan. You never have a plan. I was gonna sit dramatically on top of a tall building and wait for trouble to be, be called somewhere and go running after it with a piano wire. Do you have a piano wire? I can find one. I'm sure there's a piano here somewhere. If you come across Castanets, please let me know. Yeah, Eldith has already, like, wandered into the market and is gazing at all the dwarven forged implements. Because even though the Grey Dwarves aren't about making things beautiful, they're all about making things practical. It's still dwarven forged stuff. It's the first stuff she's seen in weeks. And she's just happy to see and smell forges. I entirely forgot what happens when you first walk into the city. There's more box text. There was a lot of stuff. That's fair. <laughs> so. <laughs> we fried um, half the guard. <laughs> so as you get close to the city, as you pass through the tunnel that was, that contained the gate, a wave of heat slams against you as an acrid smog rises to choke the air out of your lungs. The dark lake spreads out beyond a jumble of buildings and streets reflecting the lights of countless fires burning across the city within hollowed-out columns and stalagmites. Though the streets are crowded, you move easily within the surging throng of buyers, merchants, and slaves. You aren't the only outsiders here, as you spy drow, smurfniblin, darrow, orcs, and other races in the crowds. The shouting of people blends with the sound of distant hammering to create a constant, distracting din. You all have to make constitution saving throws against what the Dwergar call Grackle Lung. Cool. 22. Ooh. 19. 10. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You gain a level of exhaustion, Declan. Oof. As this thick smog threatens to choke you. <clears throat> and any time you want to take the dash action, you have to succeed on a constitution check. Oh, that really messes with my plan to catch the guy. They're gonna strangle him with castanets. Oh no, I'm just, they're fun to play. Oh, okay. <clears throat> it occurs to me, we 
do have something a terrorist trying to destroy the city might want. What? Someone who murdered half the guard in 10 seconds? That's true. Maybe. We're both... Hey, you guys are still in the Maybe. middle of the crowd, by the way. What, well, what are you searching for? Well, hopefully this discussion would have happened someplace a little more private. Yeah, I wouldn't do this, like, in public. When you ask, they direct you the only place that has rooms for outsiders. There's, there's only one building that actually does that. That is... The Goldborn's Lair. Sounds charming. When you enter, it's a small cavern complex beneath the market itself. You descend down there and it's a central room filled with dining tables and whatnot and a concierge. And there are several smaller halls branching off that lead to little rooms. It's dark, it's cramped, it's damp, it's chill. But it's actually a pretty defensible position if it came down to it. Okay. So. Renting rooms is just the standard rate. So you guys can put down coin and be accepted there and have... It's two to a room, so you'd have to put up... There are eight of you, so four rooms. Alright. Okay. You can cover that. You can assign... You can, you can give room assignments as you as you please. Alright, snorers staying with snorers. Yuck Yuck and Spiderbait insist that they stay in the same room. Fair. So that leaves Darren, Dill, Eldith, and Jinjar, along with the rest of you. I'm bunking with Eldith. Yeah, that's kind of how it's going to have to work out. I'll room with Darendil because the guy took a dozen crossbow bolts for me, so... Yeah. Something about that. Jim Jar's hanging out with Declan. What's for him? I have a little, like, like thing I want to do with Eldith when there's a hot second. There is a hot second right now while you guys are checking into your rooms, getting your thing, what little belongings you have in order. Yeah. But absolutely, I think we are both bait at this point in time. Yeah. Eldith. Would you mind helping me with something? What do you need help with? I need to go to a church or temple where I can find a cleric or a paladin. I don't Why know my way around this kind of city. What? Why would you need to do that? I have my reasons. Well, you're out of luck, unfortunately. The, the Dwergar aren't about worshipping or praying or nothing. They certainly do hold the gods in reverence, but they're not about building temples and unnecessary buildings where people sit around and sing songs. Don't they have, like, a medical place where they can do things like that? Most folk around here would just rely on an alchemist for potions and whatnot. Okay, can you take me to a potion maker then? I'm sure I could find one, sure. Okay, let's go. Wait, you want to go now? Yes. Alright, only if you allow me to look at the dwarven wares as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. We can do a little shopping and excursion. Alright, I could use that. I'll even do your makeup for you if you want. She's gonna look at you a little weird. What? You should accentuate your eyes more. <laughs> I'm not much of one for makeup. I'm a warrior. Hey. I don't need mascara bleeding into my eyeballs while I'm fighting. No, but you could use some eyeliner to make sure the sun doesn't reflect off your cheeks. I just use eye black. Uh, but it just think no. She just like dips her hand into a pouch at her side, smears black across her cheeks. There's no artistry to that. No one's gonna stop in their track going, damn, for that. Oh, and I said, you're so damn perfect. I can't say anything about your looks. <laughs> I know. I'm also very smart too, so you really can't say anything. 
I'm basically perfect. Oh, believe me, don't I know it. And don't I hate you all the more for it. Eldon, oh. I'm being nice. But to what end? What? I, I have the feeling you're doing it for something, for some selfish reason. I don't know what it is yet, but I know it's coming. Just smiles at her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's that smile. I know that one. Shall we? We shall. As everyone's scattering, I'd like to go up to the front desk person and be like, Hey, pardon me, uh, a lot of my family members tend to come down to Underdark Cities to do business, it's where I know a lot of Undercommon. By any chance, is there anyone boarded up here named Quinn by last name? You're, you're asking the, like, the concierge? Yeah. I was gonna say, well, uh, I, I see a lot of outsiders traveling through here, but if you're, you're, you're human, right? Half. Half. Your client usually hangs out around, uh, Mantle Dareth. Mantle Dareth. Trading post further from here. Not many of them like actually coming to Gracklestook. Too dirty for them. Write that down. Thank you very much. I can't wait to rub it in their face and I survived again. <laughs> Just walk away like, oh, they might actually have an aneurysm this time. <laughs> what is, uh, what's Eric going to be doing then? I sit in my room, going to meditate, and practice my draconian. Or my draconic. There's a dragon out there wandering around. I want to make sure I've got all my greetings down. Oh yeah, good call. Especially since he doesn't get along with my bloodline, almost guaranteed, so I'm going to have to practice being really polite. Uh, oh boy. Can't see this going bad. Couldn't possibly go bad. Alright, Elvis and Brittany head to the Blade Bazaar, which is basically the shops and trading district along the Dark Lake. Elvis, you know what would be a great name for a sword shop here? The Bazaar Blade. You're in the Blade Bazaar, and then you do a play on words. You know? I really you... wish that I could translate eye roll to a podcast better. <laughs> But Eldis' eyes are practically watching her brain <laughs> at this point. But she'll navigate you to a, a, a squat stone building carved out of a really fat stalagmite with dwarvish characters etched over the door, which she says, uh, declared this person an alchemist, endorsed by the Deep King. I'm writing down like everything I see. I'm taking copious amounts of notes. When you enter, you see a shop with just simple alcoves punched out of the stone with carefully placed bottles in each alcove with prices listed in heavy characters. A counter, of course, with a bell and a door leading into the back where you can hear somebody shuffling around. Hello! You're greeted by silence. Okay. I'm gonna poke around, look for, um, remove curse and, like, restoration-based things. Okay. You have to have Eldith translate each one for you. You'll be able to find a potion that kind of, that removes curse. Potion of remove curse. And Eldith tells you that the price is 90 gold pieces. Do you think he, that the shopkeeper would go for like a buy three, get 50% off or something like that discount? I would warn against it. Okay. Um, Twergar are pretty practical people and all about, things are pretty set in stone with them if you know what I mean. Stiffer than Did your average you just dwarf. just make a pun? Set you're wearing off on me. <laughs> As I was saying, I wouldn't try to negotiate with them, because, uh, 
you tip them off, you're just as likely to be arrested for for that kind of thing. Fair. Their culture, uh, they, they're forbidden to wear jewelry or other patient. They're all about just a sterile, stone, practical... It's awful. It's terrible. Really. It's all the worst parts of dwarves smushed into a half-baked, grey, mushy mass that can turn itself invisible and change size. You can probably tell I'm not too friendly with my cousins, the Dwergar. Not all of us are super friendly with our relatives. <laughs> Sage nods from all around the table. What are you hoping to do? Remove some curses, should oh, the need arise. Who, who's cursed? Are you trying to remove Darendel's curse? Why wouldn't I? I just don't see any benefit for you in that. Not That's now. That's an entirely selfless act. I'm a very selfless person. Uh, <laughs> 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 Is there like a bell or something on the like the... Oh yes, there's definitely... I'm gonna ding the bell. The bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna assume I would have gotten like 400 gold from yeah. Eric and stuff before I left because I knew I was going to go shopping. I'm not going to ask any questions, just hand it over, I know better. Yeah, the twerk driver steps up. Welcome to Albrecht the Alchemist, one of the few remaining endorsed by the Deep King. What do you need? I would like to purchase these three potions of Remove Curse. That will be 270 gold. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Here you go. He proceeds to count it out. One. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Except, he, no, he's lightning fast about it. Like, he just, he pulls a little sack from his belt, and he's just like, <laughs> flicking gold pieces into it, and just disappear. The bag doesn't appear to be getting any heavier or anything. He's, <laughs> and once all the coins are gone, it just goes, excellent counting. Thank you. Yours. To you as well. Excellent counting. Have a wonderful day. Bye. And I'll head out with Eldith with my three potions of remove curse. And you're headed back to the Gorm Golborn's lair, right? Yes. Once again, Eric, you're watching Darendil lick his wounds and then recoil and start scraping fur off his tongue. I'm... But he turns to you and asks, My dear friend Eric, you must tell me what in blazes happened back there. Why am I so full of holes? Well, after I removed half of the guard, the other half attempted to riddle me with crossbow bolts, and you stepped in front of them. Oh, how very selfless of me. But I don't believe a word of it. Except that they aren't full of holes. That, that would be the evidence I am presenting. I don't remember something, though. You did start to roar and pound at the stone for a little while. Now why do you suppose I did that? It was more matching your physical appearance than your mental state. It is entirely possible that that is a deeper set of reactions than you have access to. 
Eric, may I confide in you, my dear friend and traveling companion? Before this afternoon, not for a moment. Now, yes, yes you may. I do believe I'm losing my mind. How long have you been under this Every curse? passing second I lose a fragment of myself to this rattled body. I'm turning into one of them. A monster! You have to help me, please! Get me out of here! I just want to go back to my kingdom! To overthrow that power man! Disgusting! Big who stole Pat him down! by the shoulder and just shaking him back and forth. <laughs> trapped in a small room with an angry gorilla man <laughs> who can probably dislocate both of my shoulders by casually shaking me back and forth. What happens? And I don't really have anything for this except lighting him on fire. And Well, that's kind of my fault now, isn't it? Um... <laughs> I'm gonna misty step behind him. Okay. And uh, tell him it's okay. We'll do what we can to take care of this. You should probably try to calm down a little bit. Just saying. He punches the wall and leaves a mark, and you can hear the snapping of his knuckles. Weird. And he comes away whimpering. So you see his eyes go back to the normal. And he turns to you and just looks at you with the most, like, please pity me, please help me. You really, really need to try and stay calm here. That's that's going to be the key, I think. I love that Eric, of all people, is when he was trying to counsel him on being calm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Someone once told me these, these three key steps to keeping your cool in a terrible situation... And I really wish I'd listened, but I imagine there was something really, really profound. You get a little chuckle out of him at that. <laughs> Your humor. Oh, that, that does make me feel a little better. Yeah, wasn't joking, but okay. Just, uh, I don't know, what, what calms you down? You know, my mother, the queen, she used to stroke my fur. Well, hair. It's my hair. I had hair. Not fur! You, you still have hair. What? She used to stroke my fur and sing me to sleep with elven equine. I know orcish and draconic. Take your pick. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Never mind, I'll just go to bed. I... I know an orcish marching cadence. <laughs> <laughs> How's it go? I will grunt <laughs> out the first one that comes to mind. I'm... It, it's going to be nothing but rhythmic and anger, because it's an orcish marching cadence. I'm sure it's going to translate to something like, I really hate marching and I would kill you if I had the chance, but you outrank me and you're holding the whip. I'll try to make it soothing. You know, performance role. Yeah, yeah, I'd love a performance role. At disadvantage because it's an orcish marching cadence. Yeah, very much at disadvantage. That, that, that's, that's fair. That's a natural one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, 
himself. Given the circumstances, that's a perfect orcish marching cadence. <laughs> it is, yes, at the first... At, after the first verse, he's covered his head with the, the pillow and is roaring into the mattress. Well, I'll, I'll stop and pretend that's calm. <laughs> yeah, and this is, this is what you walk into, Brittany. Because you come in to see him screaming into his bed and the last verse of an orcish marching cadence trailing off. Stop. Never do that again. Granted. Oh, what's wrong? I See, I'm half a man. I really couldn't get it out of my head that you were like Soviet national anthem with orcish lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... I'm gonna sit down on the bed next to him. I'm gonna stroke his fur and sing softly, Hush, little... Elf boy, don't say a word. Brittany's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, Brittany's gonna buy you a diamond ring. And if that diamond ring turns brass, Brittany's gonna go kick someone's ass. Hush, little elf boy, don't say a word. Brittany's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird won't shut up, she will kill it in its face. Until he finally like, calms down. I will give you a pass on the performance check on that. You get, you get that. Get off. Thank Take inspiration you. for your <laughs> Thank you. Would I have been able to acquire a piano wire by this point? <laughs> That's all for this episode of Mirth, Sin, and Fire. Our cast is Scott as Eric Severin, Walker as Declan Quinn, and Candace as Brittany. I'm Nick, your DM, signing off until next time. Wow. Oh my god. Like, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. My staff has put together an amazing portfolio over at thelayeraction.com. So what are you waiting for? Go to thelayeraction.com. Now!